Hello, everyone. Welcome to Extra Innings, and this time we are going live with the Savannah Bananas. This is really exciting, our our first live broadcast, and we couldn't have picked a better group of people to be interviewing. So Extra Innings is diving into MarketScale's original series, Welcome to the Show, where we get some behind-the-scenes action and commentary on our show, which details Jesse Cole and his team of the Savannah Bananas, who are really revolutionizing what we like to call fan-first entertainment. How's everyone doing today? How are our guests, everyone? How are y'all? We're great. What's up, guys? Love it. Hey. All right. So we are joined by four fabulous team members. I'm going to go down the line and introduce each one of y'all, and I have a quick little intro question for everyone. So... We have Jared Orton, who is the president of the Savannah Bananas. Jared, how are you doing today? Yes, ready to rock and roll, man. Love it. So, Jared, you know, I'd, I'd like to say you're a really great mind in baseball right now. And it, Are you 26 or have you turned 27 yet? I think I turned 27 recently. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm doing the math right on that. You, yeah, you may have forgotten. Who knows? I love it. So at only 27, you know, you're already acting like this great glue between all the different positions here at the Savannah Bananas. Um, you know, I, I really think you're one of the essential pieces of keeping the whole operation going. And, uh, you know, I wanted to get a quick inside scoop from you, actually. I feel like you would have the answer to this. But in the first two episodes of Welcome to the Show, we saw this cute pup wandering around. And we want to know the story behind Daisy. And uh, how she relates to the Savannah Bananas. Yeah, so our, our very first year, when it was just four of us in this tiny office here in Savannah, uh, it was middle of April or, or maybe it was uh, March, one or the other. And one of our guys went out to go on a ticket sales call and literally comes right back in with this two pound, you know, puppy that he found in the parking lot and just, you know, throws it in the office and goes back out to his ticket meeting. And we all kind of look at each other like, I think we just adopted a puppy. Um, so literally, I called my wife. I was like, hey, uh, you need to go to PetSmart real quick and get some puppy milk and a blanket, and we need to figure out what we're going to do with this thing. And literally, we all fell in love with it, and my wife and I took it over to the Humane Society, got it checked out. Five days later, I was like, all right, we're taking this thing home. And so we officially adopted. My wife and I officially adopted the, uh, the puppy, but then we sent out this press release that we adopted her, and the whole world freaked out. I mean, we were getting calls from the United Kingdom, the calls from Japan. The Pope you know, called media. in. Oh, it was ridiculous. <laughs> People were showing up, wanting to do videos. Uh, it was on BuzzFeed, Animal Planet, you know, Good Morning America, Fox and Friends. It was ridiculous. I think people at, at the end thought we had staged it, uh, but literally just found this two-week-old, you know, two-week-old puppy in the parking lot, um, and it's been just so much fun ever since. So she's a staple at the ballpark now, and, and Daisy's the official. Uh, unofficial mascot of bananas. I love it. So I'm, I'm guessing her and Split get along well. She loves Split. That I mean, she freaks out every time he gets dressed up. So it's, it's the favorite. It's like a big chew toy. Yeah, right. Exactly. Let's hope Split doesn't doesn't get mauled by accident. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Next up, we have Tyler Gray, the director of Fun. Tyler, how are you doing today? I'm living the freaking dream. How are you? Aren't we all? Aren't we all living the dream? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm great. Thank you for asking. And Tyler, um, I'd say for you, the ship has landed, right? You used to be a cruise director, and you were awesome. You got a lot of praise for what you were doing. Woo-woo. And now you are on land. You have decided to make the switch. Uh, have you recovered from land sickness? And what is this, what it, uh, what has it been like taking what you learned on your cruise ship adventures and bringing it to the Savannah Bananas? 
Uh, it's been a, it's been an adventure for sure. I mean, land life is a little different than sea life, but it's awesome. Uh, I'm enjoying uh, a job that's, uh, that keeps me uh, being creative and coming up with new things and bringing some new things to the bananas and having fun uh, creating new and exciting entertainment in a game that I had no idea what was baseball as I'm starting to understand what baseball is now. So that's always fun, too. <laughs> so the entire concept of baseball was a, was a foreign agent to you? If uh, you would have asked me what baseball was about uh, six months ago, I probably would have told you that they were touchdowns in baseball and <laughs> definitely got a lot of fouls. Well, now, now look at you. You are directing some of the best fun in the game. That must feel good. I'm having a great time. Yeah, I love it. Okay, next up we have Kiki Coles, director of First Impressions. Kiki, how are you doing? I'm great. Um, so, you know, you have a really interesting job in that every season you have to deal with a fresh batch of employees. And, you know, it's like kind of having to give a kickstart to the team every single season. But you always manage to pull it together and everything comes off without a hitch. And I feel like you've made yourself a mentor, really, for a lot of these young players and interns. So what's your favorite part about building those relationships between the employees, whether it's players or interns coming in for the first time? I think the best part is just meeting all the new people and showing them that we are here for um, a long three months and that it's going to be the best time of your life and you're going to make some lifelong friends and that you can always call on Kiki, Jared, myself, um, and anyone else that's in the office for a reference, just if you need, um, just if you need anything to help you in your career, whether you're a player, intern, or a game day staff member. I love it. I love it. I mean, have, have you gotten some responses throughout the years when someone comes back after having interned over the summer and says, wow, like nothing has compared to getting to work with y'all in the Savannah Bananas? Yes, actually, we had a couple of interns from last um, summer that came back to be a game day staff because they wanted to be a part of the Savannah Bananas forever. So that was really good to have um, interns come back. And then we have interns this year that wants to come back as well to work some of our off-season events and to be an intern again for next summer. Amazing. Well, it sounds like all of you are really setting that standard for collaboration and teamwork and making sure that uh, everyone that comes through feels like they're part of the family. Yes, we have a big family here in Savannah Bananas. If you walk in the office, you're just a part of the family automatically. I love it. All right, and finally we have Jesse Cole. Jesse, how are you doing? Yes, 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 yes. I am pumped right now. Yes, that is a lot of yeses. I'm, I'm, yes. I'm, you, you could have slipped in a no in there, and I probably wouldn't have even noticed. Yes. <laughs> so, Jesse, uh, you have been sort of passing off the baton this season, um, giving some of the responsibilities over to some of the other members within the organization. What has that been like for you? I mean, I know the Savannah Bananas is your baby, and it's, you know, it's tough to let it fly from the nest, but thus is life. So what what has that been like for you? Well, let's set the record straight. First of all, my baby is Maverick, who just turned three months old. Yeah! Woo! (laughs) (laughs) That is the real baby. That is the real Um, baby. The bananas did act like a baby, but 
you know, it hasn't been that big of a challenge. We are tremendously fortunate, and as you've seen and on the shows, we have a team that I think is second to none. Uh, and the biggest thing comes down to understanding the fans' first way. And the first thing of our core beliefs is care. And I believe everyone, especially the three right here, Jared, Kiki, and Tyler, truly understand what it is to care for different fans. And when you understand that and understand what fans first means, it makes it a lot easier to, as you say, pass the baton. But, uh, you know, it's obviously a roller coaster. Uh, the summer is so many different things happen and that we've never done before because we challenge ourselves. And I think that's what we do that many teams don't do is we continue to push the envelope on doing new things. And that becomes a challenge to work with new people and new experiences. But it's been a wild ride. And uh, I think it's going to be fun to watch not only what we do in the years to come, but what our people do and the impact that they make on the fans. Yeah, well, I like what you said about it not really being that difficult for you to pass off the baton because you set the uh, you you set the standard for the team and sort of like what everyone should expect from the experience is that fan first entertainment. So giving well, that well, giving that responsibility uh, to someone else, you know, is not um, is not a challenge because everyone's on the same page. I think the key is you hire people that are better and smarter than you and that can do a job better than you. And I realize there's many things that I'm absolutely terrible at. So we bring <laughs> people that are better and they do a great job. So that's what's been fun to watch. I mean, especially like these these three or four here, what Kiki does with the staff and, you know, people calling in the last minute and 150 people and keeping them motivated and inspired in 100 degrees is amazing. How Jared leads an entire staff and every morning they're ready to rock and roll and leads the staff chat. And how Tyler puts on a show for 4,000 fans every single night, it's second to none and it's unbelievable. So I'm the one that's lucky that gets to run around in the yellow tux and take pictures with fans and have a good time. Yeah, amazing. All right, so now we're going to dive into Welcome to the Show a bit. So the first two episodes are out, and uh, I'll start with Jared here. But without spoiling too much, what made opening night one of the most challenging nights of the season? Oh, my goodness. I mean, I, I think, obviously, we've always had, you know, opening nights here. But, you know, every single season is just brand new. We have brand new people. We have brand new staff. We have brand new, you know, events going on. We're trying out this ridiculously ambitious script um, from start to finish of things happening before the game, things happening during the game, things happening after the game, and not to mention there's 4,000 people showing up. <laughs> right. Um, and this, you know, we're trying out so many new things, and you can only do so much preparation before you literally have to open the gates and say, here we go. Um, we kind of have this model here of do and then learn, and sometimes we just have to do it and figure it out along the way. And the beautiful thing is with, with the people here, um, we have a lot of people that are ready, ready to figure things out. And we might not be totally prepared in the moment, but we are going to figure it out along the way. And then that next night, that next night, that next night, it's going to get incrementally better, uh, really exponentially better, so that every single fan, when they show up, know that they got the best experience possible. So, yeah, I mean, opening night is always scary for us, but we know we're going to exponentially get better each and every night uh, beyond that, and those fans are going to have the time of their life. So it's certainly scary, but, man, we have a lot of great people that put a lot of effort into it. I love that you are consistently challenging yourself as a team and always looking for that next thing that's going to elevate the experience. And like, even if it is scary, like you said, you don't want to get too comfortable with what you do because you want your fans to come to every game and feel like they're getting a unique experience that was different than the last. And that, that must take so much coordination. And, uh, and yeah, I mean like having to dive into that, that risk taking must be, must be scary. Yeah, certainly. I mean, we, we have people that are, are, you know, coming for the fifth time. We have people coming for the 25th time and we have people coming for the first time. And it, no matter what, whether it's game one or, you know, like tonight's the last game of the season, 
we have got to put on a show and an experience for people that they'll never forget. And sometimes it's got to be different things for people that have come multiple times. But sometimes it's that first, you know, experience when they pull in Grayson Stadium tonight and see a penguin, you know, out there parking them and, and giving them directions. When they see a kid dressed in a banana costume taking their ticket, those are things that they'll never forget. And we've got to be on point from start to finish every single night. And of course, it starts with with game one. So, you know, it, it's a big, big production for us to get there. But fortunately, we've done it now three times. And we're in a really, really good spot that when we open the curtains on opening night, um, that, that production's ready to go and it goes off without a hitch. Yeah. And then I want to ask the same question to Kiki. Um, you know, what has what made opening night this season the most challenging night for you? Um, what what was something that you felt like you and your team had to overcome and uh, maybe like a learning experience from that? I think um, what was challenging was last season we went, we had um, maybe like 115 staff and on opening night we had 150. We added more stations for fans, have a better experience and we were all still to a certain extent learning because we had training but there's only so much you can learn at training without having those 4,000 people in the ballpark. And we had a couple of hiccups and um, we made through because on Friday, the uh, next night, it was even better. It was better. I love it. And um, Jared, you mentioned this, but you know, you were trying to implement, the, everyone was trying to implement uh, some new things this season and that included uh, the pregame show. So this is now directed at yep. Tyler. Um, I want to know... You know, with implementing that pregame show for the first time, it looked like it was a smash hit and fans really enjoyed it. So how has that continued to evolve from game to game? What have reactions been like for the whole season? Well, it's kind of evolved into what we call the TNT show in the locker room. We do the pregame show um, when the weather permits it. Yeah. The thing about the weather has been, it's been a... Uh, it's great we have the game, but usually pre-show, it, it sometimes doesn't work the way we want it to. But we've always done the TNT show, which is myself and the head coach, Tyler Gillum, doing some wacky, crazy things anywhere from uh, player initiation to the team um, to, uh, honestly, uh, just going absolutely crazy in the locker room to get the guys pumped up. Uh, the best part is I feel that we've, with that, we've kind of made these uh, players into rock stars and they felt like they go all out uh, to get ready for the game. And you've got to kind of go outside your shell. What Tyler Gillum likes to say is flip the switch. So we find a way to flip the switch with the TNT show. But what's great is we tried something great with the pre-show in the plaza with the yellow carpet, with making the sign welcome to the show to extend what we do on the field as a show into the plaza from them walking into the gates. You want everything as an extension so when they walk in, they feel like they've already started the show and they don't even know it. Wow. Yeah, so I mean, you want you want your fans to feel like as soon as they step out of their car and walk anywhere near the premises, they're already getting that fan's first experience. I mean, that must take... When they so, see the parking penguin, it's on like Donkey <laughs> Yes, I love that. And that, that must take so much extra coordination to make sure that every fan feels like they're getting that experience from the beginning, you know, from walking into the park. So how do you try to make every little moment really that fan's first experience? 
Well, I think the biggest thing is we work as a team and we work as a family. So, you know, it's it's all about making sure we're all understanding each other as a family, meeting the full-time staff with the interns so that we create those moments as we walk in. You know, the ticket guys are bananas. The ticket guys are in charge of also the parking penguins. Kiki's in charge of the parking penguins. So as long as we're all on the same page when it comes to what we're trying to deliver, it's a show. So therefore, when the tickets are taken, you've got the banana boys who are already developing a character within themselves that they feel like they're making the fans part of the show. And the concept of what we're trying to do is everyone who is in that stadium is a part of one experience, which is welcome to the show. Right. And how do you get your employees to buy into that mentality? You know, like like you said, the Penguins, they have that attitude without even being cued. They just have it. Everyone feeds off of that emotion and gives that energy. So, yeah, how do you get all the employees to really give in, buy in? to that energy, that Savannah Bananas fans first entertainment energy. Yeah. I think the big thing, it, it starts it starts from the top and it starts in the beginning. It's the onboarding. And I think you guys covered that when you saw how we onboarded the players and that first day when they showed up and how we made that impact and told them the stories that made a difference. And then we and then we had, you know, the music video. I mean the guys were a part of the show the first day. So the players understand it. and that's why when they're in the front gate and handing out programs and signing autographs, that's why it, it matters so much. And as far as the staff, you know, I'm I'm next to the best person at that right here uh, too actually Jared from the full-time staff and making sure that comes across and then Kiki with the game day staff and the interns you have to over over overstate your beliefs and what we stand for and we say fans first probably a thousand times a day and people understand that means take care of other fans so uh, Kiki and Jared if you want to jump in here but you know it really just starts from us the leadership and then bringing it down on how people when they join us how we make sure they understand what fans first means I mean Kiki didn't you we did a whole same thing what we do with the players of the orientation we did the uh a three-day um, orientation right before the season started and um, also it comes down with when how they apply for the position they have to do the transfers essay the future resume and the um, video cover letter to get their experience before we actually meet them in person to determine which spot would be the best one for them for the season wow yeah so so yeah really setting that standard right from the start that's that's great that you really make sure that every employee feels that energy and doesn't really have to feel like they have to work too hard to to get there because they know that when they walk in everyone's already excited about what they're doing so it's uh it's a natural energy for sure yes yeah. and then so we did this year where we um game day staff and some of the interns we did a, a first day of orientation where we gave them experience of being an actual fan where jared myself and some of the other staff were outside um, in the parking, um, penguin costumes, in the bananas, greeting them. We gave them the food. We served them ice cream and everything. We played a lot of games. So they got to experience what we expected from them before they actually started their um, position for the season. Love and it. it was a surprise. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So next question I have, um, this is for Jesse. And I want to know, you know, I think fans of the first episode want to know, are the Savannah Bananas still obsessed with porta potties? <laughs> Tyler's shaking his 100%. head, saying yes, 100. Uh, last game, we uh, stuffed 15 people 
13, ended up being 15 because <laughs> I put two game day staff. Two game day staff. Yeah. So when you can put 15 people in a portage on, you know, you're really making things happen. You're making the magic happen. <laughs> you know, we pride ourselves in doing things no one else can do. And I think we're probably the only team in the country that's willing to try or that will put 15 people in a portage on. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like everyone can walk out of that experience and say, hey, I've, I've never done that before. <laughs> yes, and also it, it might smell a little bit, too. Yeah, it could be sweaty. I, I, all I'll say is I store an empty Portageon in a secret place and no one else knows where it is. <laughs> I, I think that's, uh, wow, that's, that's quite the definer. I think everyone would like to have their own little secret Portageon. Yes, we pride ourselves in that. So yes. It's been a great experience here at the ballpark, and I actually have no idea where he keeps it, so I'm very intrigued And right he now. never will. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is another question for Jesse. Um, has your opinion on the YMCA changed at all throughout the season? <laughs> oh, oh, no, my opinion is I love the YMCA. <laughs> this question is for Tyler, the one who hates it. <gasps> Tyler, how about you? Has your opinion of the YMCA changed at all? <laughs> I'm going to say it from day one. I'll say it till the day I die. I do not like the YMCA with a passion of fiery suns, but I will tell you this. I have done the YMCA now four times throughout the season, and I did it recently during a rain day, and no one will ever know that I don't like it if they see my face. I'll never, I'll never forget seeing Tyler in the stands during the rain delay thinking he is Almost out of options at this point. He is now committed to doing the YMCA. We need to call this game immediately because we have nothing left. But but, but that gives a great example. I mean, we, we had a rain delay. Fans are in here at 530, and we weren't going to play. And it was 8 o'clock that we kept a show going on for two and a half hours. And Tyler is working his butt off to do all these crazy things. I'm throwing bananas in the crowd. But, yeah, if it gets to that point, we're doing a YMCA. We know we're, we're limited on our options. Yeah, wow. I mean, uh, I I appreciate that you're able to make the the difficult sacrifice of of performing that that dastardly song. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. I appreciate it. <laughs> I mean, it, it definitely works your arms out. I I'd say once I'm done with the YMCA, I feel like I've done my workout for the day. So and you really need to get on better workout regimen. Yeah, probably. That, 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 <laughs> All right, we'll work with you on that. Later. Please do. Yeah. What we brought into so that I could not do the YMCA is we brought something in called Hey Baby Line Dance, which we brought in second or third game yes. this season, which has been a huge success. Oh, it's huge. And we, uh, we've gotten all the fans doing Hey Baby, and they sing it, and it's a, it's a really great response. See, we, we might have to throw a teaser on because, you know, you guys, after opening night, you cover the whole buildup of the season into opening night. Uh, two games later, we started having the band play every night in the plaza. We started doing the Hey Baby promotion. The whole landscape changed because we learned so much from that first night. So uh, there might have to be a teaser episode later of all the new crazy things we're doing. Yes, definitely. We're, we're, we're definitely going to need to see that. Okay, I also want to remind anyone who's listening that if you'd like, uh, we're going to do some questions at the end of this episode, some fan-engaged questions. So if you'd like to call in, you can at 972-951-6248. Again, that's 972-951-6248. That's my my voicemail voice. I have to always specify the number twice so people actually give me a call back. Um, And then you can also tweet at us or the Savannah Bananas with any questions. Also, if you're on Mixler, you can type in the chat any questions you may have uh, that you want asked a little later in the show. Okay, we are going to come back with another question here. So, 
this one, um, let's start with Kiki here. So Kiki, you know, in dealing with a show like this, there's bound to be some mishaps, some hiccups, and it's it's just natural because of the amount of coordination and the amount of awesome things that you want to set every time. Um, but I think we got to see at the end of episode two, things were pulled together and everyone still got that fan's first experience, and I don't think the fans would have ever noticed that anything was going wrong, which is awesome. So we'll start with Kiki, but then if anyone else wants to follow up, how do each of y'all approach your duties when things go wrong to keep it fans first? You know, how do you make sure that when the stress is high and when things are collapsing around you, you still have that fans first mentality and you make sure the fans don't even notice? I think um, I do a very good job at keeping things that's going wrong to myself because I don't <laughs> yeah. want to freak anyone else out. And um, just put it on a strong face because there's 150 game day staff, depending on myself and Jonathan. And just like if we're timid or in a bad position, we just do our best not to let them know. So they're just um, going along with the program, getting the best thing. And what we do is we just walk through the lines and try to like apologize and say we're getting better. Um, yeah. Can we get like you a bottle of water while you're standing in line or something like that? Or try to move them to a different position in the ballpark, a different station that isn't as packed to help them get through the line quicker. And um, just apologizing, being apologetic, and then um, just doing our best to make the experience better for the next time they're in the ballpark. Right. Anyone else have an answer for that one? Yeah, I'll jump in real quick. You know, something we've done from the, you know, the seating perspective, obviously we have challenges, you know, with uh, making sure everyone can find a seat in the proper time to make sure they're able to you know, experience the entire event. And so we really, really, you know, Daniel and Barry and Patrick and all these guys have really worked with our usher staff to make sure they can proactively communicate to fans so that the fans don't come to them with the problems. You know, we don't want a fan walking around for 45 minutes trying to find a seat, holding their food with their family. If we can proactively go to them and say, hey, I'd love to help you find your seat right now. Here's what you're going to need to do. Um, we're seeing that fans now are so elated when we can find them seats immediately when they show up into the ballpark. And it's gone such a long ways. And now the ushers, our staff in the seats are not dealing with those problems. They're now addressing them proactively. And that's been something that the ticket guys have really taken on on their end to make sure people get sat down and they're ready to enjoy the game. Um, so it's kind of that proactive approach that's really started helping us in that in that set. Love it. I, I, think, I think for me, I think the biggest thing for the show is, you know, the show must go on. But I think one thing I've learned a lot coming into the fans first philosophy is that caring as much as you do for everything is key to success. And they're not going to notice the fans won't notice if something goes wrong, but I will. Jesse will, and 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 knowing knowing that we will, we will do whatever we can to make it as perfect as possible is the key to success. Right, but then also like accepting that it won't be perfect, but knowing that delivering and delivering the best product possible makes up for the fact that nothing will ever be like perfect. And I, I think that's. Um... I think there was actually a quote in episode in episode one where Jesse and I are talking, and uh, he says, "You know, sometimes fans first is not being perfect. Um, better than perfect. You can be you can be fans first if even if you're not perfect." Yeah. Well, I think that mentality is was helping take y'all to the next level. 
um, because you don't you don't look at the risk as something that is a deterrent. Instead, it's a challenge, and so every time it's getting closer to perfect, but still delivering. And uh, I think that's that's what's really helping you build this audience and have these fans that love the experience every single time. It, it's just it's always funny to think about. Uh... Jesse and I will debate for 30, 45 minutes over something that is only 45 seconds long. Right. So that's always, that's always the, the funny part of the behind the scenes. And that, I, that obviously is the biggest definition of caring. Yeah, love it. Okay, so we're actually going to take our first call here. Um, we're going to go ahead and hook it up to our handy-dandy device. Uh, and I will repeat the question to uh, y'all Savannah Bananas team so you can hear it, but our Mixler audience will hear it here. So real quick, we're going to ha- get this question, and I will relate it to y'all. Hello, hello. Is our caller on the line? Yeah. Oh, hello, caller. How are you today? I'm just fine. How are y'all? Uh, wonderful. Hey, and what's what's your name? Jonathan. Jonathan, um, could you go ahead and ask your question for the Savannah Bananas? All right. Yeah. First off, I just want to say uh, how awesome it is to have penguins as the parking guys. They're always dressed to impress on their national tuxedos. But I have to ask, why is Jesse so like interested in porta potties? <laughs> okay. Thank you for your uh, for your call. All right, Jesse. The question was: Looks like people just can't get this out of their heads. Why? Uh, why are you so obsessed with porta potties? That was that was the question. It's already been it's already been addressed. I know. That with port- All right. So the porta johns is just another crazy thing that we can do that's different. It's why I'm obsessed with our Dolce and Banana underwear. Talk about yes. what you did before I came. Yes. With so the- you gave away a porta potty. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we've given away at our games colon cleansings. We've given away porta johns. <laughs> We've given away 500 whoopee cushions to a band. For my first Facebook Live with the company, we came out of porta potties. Yes. Amazing. Because, because it's different. Again, that's our whole thing. If people can leave the ballpark and say, honey, you won't believe what I saw at the game tonight. That's what us, that's us doing our job. Love it. Yeah, I mean, so a colon cleansing, that is, I mean, I don't think I've ever gotten that in a gift bag. Uh, you don't get in a gift bag. We actually have a nurse walk out onto the field <laughs> and put a glove on. It's a very weird scene. We've done that before, and a guy has gone running out of the stadium. Love it. Wow. Okay, um, here's another question from a fan. They wanted to ask, um, when are you going to do all you can drink? <laughs> That's a party. Yeah. Um, fans from Savannah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Savannah, Georgia. Um I don't know if we'll ever go to uh, All You Can Dream. We did try a beer festival twice. We had a morning beer festival. Well, hey, we do have some select tickets, the Stadium Club. We don't say it's All You Can Drink. We have some open bar tickets that are available, and there's a nice waiting list for that ticket. Uh, But, yes, no, we will never say never to anything. That's a never say never. Here's the reason why, because we always want to continue to think what's the best possible fan experience in the world, and that's what we want to provide. So if at some point that is a great fan experience and it's safe, we would maybe consider it. You know, it's why, you know, we're, we're getting ready to do some new events in the fall that have never been done because we believe that's the best experience. I love it. I love it. Well, hey, y'all, you know, I, um, I'd really like if you could send a colon cleansing my way. So if that's, uh, if that's part of the package, please, please go ahead and then send it my way as a, as, as a gift for the podcast. <laughs> Would you would you like the nurse to come with it, or are you just coming? Just <laughs> you know what? I'll just fly down for the fan first experience. There you go. 
<laughs> I love it. Okay, y'all, that is going to do it for our live podcast today. I want to thank you all for coming on and giving us a lot of this great context and behind-the-scenes looks at Welcome to the Show. And I, I think y'all can be really proud of the work that you've put together, the kind of experience you've put together for your fans. And I'm really excited for episode three. I think we're going to see a nice sort of wrapping up to all the big plot points we've been setting up. And there's some cool things that we're bringing up to with uh, with the date that the fan gets to go on a date with one of the players. I'm so excited to see what that looks like. And I'm sure once that episode is out, we'll have y'all back on for another live podcast to dive into some more behind-the-scenes looks. So, Jesse, Tyler... Kiki, Jared, thank you all for coming on. Much love. Thank you. Thanks for having us. All right. And thank you everyone for listening to today's podcast. And if you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can head to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe to previous podcasts, articles, and video content from your favorite industries. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time.